1: Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss.
2: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the dictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive into confidence, boldness. How do you get them? What are they? And we also talk about how Kristen is now getting into tennis. A very exciting episode you do not want to miss. So keep listening. <music>
1: Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney. There was no hesitation before saying the word favorite, by the way. I know. You were like second guessing that. Favorite? (laughs) I'm your host, Kristen Carney, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris. And today we have a very special guest, Aaron Marino from Alpha M on the show, who you definitely know because even my brother knew of Aaron Marino. And my brother doesn't... He doesn't know a lot. Let's just... but he knew
0: Aaron, so we're super
1: happy to have Aaron on with us.
0: Well, I am super happy to be here. Ladies, how are you guys? It's been a while since we've seen each other, yeah, about a year. Oh, just
2: over a year. But you know what? It has not felt like a year because you flash up on my screen on a daily basis. So it feels like I just saw you like 20 minutes ago when I was stalking one of your videos so that I could copy a few things from it. So <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to
0: copy you. I, I, I have always been copying you. Come <gasps> on now.
2: Oh, I love that. I that love that. Worse. I'm flattered. I know that is
0: how it works, right? Absolutely. So what's been going on? What are we talking about today?
2: I want to talk to you about confidence and boldness because from the first time that I saw you on YouTube and especially the first time that I met you in person, that was the immediate sense that I got from you is this guy is bold, this guy is confident. And my first question was, has he always been this way? And if he hasn't, how did he become this way? So I would love to hear
0: where it comes from. Yeah. So first define bold for me. What is boldness?
1: I will say what it is. It's truthfulness. I was talking to a guy about this the other day in a session and he was like, well, what do you mean by bold? And I had to think for a second. And I said, it just boils down to being truthful, not being afraid to be truthful.
0: Yeah. That's
2: actually a better
1: definition.
0: Yeah. That's a better definition than I want to come up with too. Yeah. Truthfulness. You know, it's funny. Have I always been that way in terms of confident? No. That's something that I struggled with for a long time. I had a few abusive stepfathers. And so from a young age, that was one of the, the downsides to being young and impressionable and having to move schools. My mom is amazing woman. You know, the one thing she has not been is lucky in love. And unfortunately, I say this to people that sometimes work collateral damage in other people's fucking shit and issues. So for me, I was collateral damage in her just trying to figure it out and find love and find a father figure for me. Even though I had a father, she wanted some type of stability and normalcy for me. And so, unfortunately, it wasn't a win in terms of the two men that that I ended up living with during this very formative point in my life. And so, you know, the problem with being in a situation like this, I taught myself or I learned or I thought that if I spoke up, if I said, hey, you're not my dad, I was worried that I was going to have to move to another school. And so what happened was I lost my ability to stand up for myself and speak my mind. And so... I was really bad at confrontation until really I went to therapy at the age of like 25 because I'm like, you know, this is ridiculous. I am not happy. I am not able to stand up for myself. Every time I would think about speaking up, I would get nervous and almost feel like I'd have to like pass out. It was horrible.
2: I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Can I ask you, like, how did you deal with relationships outside of your mom and your stepfathers? Like, was that just speaking up to him or authority figures or just people in general, like your friendship circles?
0: Yeah, people in general, I would say I I had a tough time with, but one of the other consequences of this time and one of my defense mechanisms was I became really good with people and my peers. And so it was one of those things where you're thrown into this situation, you know, a new school or a new peer set, you know, you, you either are going to, you know, recl- you know, Recoil into your shell, or you're going to, you know, kind of become that person. And so, my personality was kind of one of those things where I I wanted to be liked by people, right? I wanted to have friends. I wanted, you know, people to think I was cool. And so, you know, during that like teenage year, that middle school to to high school, you know, it's a very, very, very formative point. And so, so for me, you know, when I was out with my friends, I came alive, and I was very outgoing and jovial. Um, and I, I, I became really good at reading people. And so that's one of the things that, that I, that I learned from this as well, is that I was really good at reading people and figuring out what I needed to do in order for them to like me. Where did this come from?
2: Was this just something natural that was built into you or did you research it? Did you observe it in others? We
0: didn't have the internet when I was growing up. I'm an old man. Go to the library and get an
2: encyclopedia. I don't know,
0: but like how how did you learn to do this? I don't know how I learned to do that. It was this overwhelming desire to be liked. And so it was nothing planned. It just kind of happened as a result of having to move different schools and things of that nature. And so it wasn't anything planned. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not that smart. I'm not. I've never been smart in terms of having some like great strategy behind anything I do. Typically, the way that I learn things is I need to experience things and learn things the hard way. And so this was just simply a defense mechanism that I developed that actually happened to be something that is paid off in the future or now actually, you know, being good with people. And
2: you're lucky because a lot of people who have a similar defense mechanism end up expressing it in very different ways where it's not expressed as confidence or boldness or independence. It comes across as needy and weak and pleasing to others. So you are lucky that you were able to turn it around on that level.
0: Well, Yeah, but I come from a long line of people pleasers. My life really changed in my middle 20s. I'm 44 now, so this was about 20 years ago. I went to therapy because I realized that there was a huge problem. I had issues with everything from dealing with my relationship, my relationship with my mother, with peers, with other men in my life. I just had a really hard time sort of standing up for myself and saying no. And so when I I went to therapy, it was really just a, sort of figure me out. And I realized I'm like, okay, if I'm going to ever be happy, I need to find the strength to say no, or to stand up for myself. And so that was something that was amazing and really kind of, I guess, the catalyst to me in terms of my confidence. The other thing, let me go back a little bit more. 12 years old, my mom gave me a fitness membership. 12? 12. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, man. God.
2: To get your ass to the gym, kid. Oh God, that's horrible.
0: <laughs> no, Rocky Four. I saw the movie Rocky Four. right? It was when Rocky fought the Russian. And I remember sitting there watching this movie and thinking to myself, if a body can look like that, that is what I want. And so from that point, I was like in the basement doing like pushups, listening to Vanilla Ice. You guys might be too young to remember Vanilla Ice, <laughs> no, Ice Ice no. Baby. On that. Unfortunately, we're too old We're to just the
2: right age for that. All yeah. right. All right. He had
0: it, right? And thank so I you. Was listening, I was listening <laughs> to this. I was getting all pumped up. And I said to my mom, she said, what do you want for a Christmas present? I said, a gym membership. And she gave me a gym membership. And so it was from that point, That I kind of found my inner confidence. Even though I had a really hard time standing up for myself when it came to stepfathers and my parental situation, when I went to the gym, I found myself. It was like, this is my home. This is where I was meant to be. And so from that point, it was like, I feel so good when I'm here exercising and fitness and being around all these guys and these weights and everything. If I feel this good now... I want to do this for the rest of my life. And so I knew from that age, the age of 12, that that's what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I wanted to own a fitness center and a health club. and so but you did. You did, right? I did. And then as soon as I did that, it was the last thing I wanted to do. Right. Because it was so, it was so <laughs> unsuccessful. But yeah, yep, I did that. And so that's kind of my story. And the interesting thing about once you sort of learn... And develop the ability to say no, it kind of almost is like intoxicating, right? Because you're like, wow, that felt good. Now, the first time you say no and stand up for yourself, you feel like you're going to pass out. At least I did. But then each time, it's all these little small wins that sort of compound to help you develop this just a better, confident, more present self.
2: I love that. I absolutely love that. I don't even know where to go with my questions from here. I
0: don't even know either. I know, but
2: that is interesting (laughs) because I would say that that's something that really resonates for me as well. I was a huge people pleaser. I had crazy anxiety. I had a stroke when I was 20 years old because of the anxiety that I was feeling on a constant basis of trying to make people happy and just trying to always, or always being aware of what I believed people were thinking about me and what I thought people wanted to see from me. And that puts a lot of pressure onto you. So once you do say that first no and then you build from there, that can be a huge relief for you. So moving forward for you after you learned to say that first no, how did your belief system shift from there? Did you learn that you could say no and you wouldn't get punched in the face or that you could say no and that people would still respect you afterwards? Is that what kept you
0: going forward? You know what? The other thing at that point in time or a little bit after that, the other thing that really helped me in terms of my confidence, this is just something for everybody listening, is failing really hard. I had a huge, miserable failure with my fitness center, filed bankruptcy. I was driving a beer cart to put gas in my car and just to make ends meet. And the thing about that time that was so challenging is that my only dream from the age of 12 years old was to own a fitness center. And then when that was taken away, the type of person and entrepreneur I was, I never had a plan B. I didn't have a plan C. It was plan A all the time. This is the only thing that was going to mean happiness and fulfillment. And when that was absolutely taken away from me, it was like, all right, shit, now what? And that was the reason why it was so horrible. i had been broke my whole life. The thing that was so hard was that I didn't know what was next and I didn't know what success looked like anymore. And trying to find that, was challenging. But once I realized that, you know, the world isn't ending, I'm still going to wake up the next day and I'm still going to be awesome. That was the point at which I really also feel like my confidence was sort of like blossomed. I had to hit emotional and financial rock bottom and realize that this is not the worst thing that could ever happen. I'm going to be okay. Once you fail that bad and get a few failures under your belt, then you realize, you know what? What's the worst thing? I try and it doesn't work. Okay. That's all right. I'll be okay. And so I think failing is underrated. Yeah, Yeah. I think failure is underrated in terms of really helping sort of sharpen your sword or making you a harder and more mentally tough individual. And once you sort of develop that mental strength, you know, mental strength and mental toughness, that's something that nobody can teach you. You've just kind of got to go through it and figure it out for yourself. But once you develop that mental or that callous. David Goggins has a saying that, that exercise toughens or calluses your mind. Once you develop that callous on your brain and you realize that you can accomplish things, things get better and it gets easier. And it also helps you be more bold, as you were saying, Marnie. Because once you realize that, you know what, I'm going to speak my mind, I'm going to speak the truth as opposed to being that people pleaser, as opposed to telling somebody what they want to hear as opposed to what they need to hear, That's a very liberating and powerful thing. At least it was for me. Oh, for
2: sure. And for so many people. How does this cross over into interacting with women? Did all of these tools and skill sets that you have that you were building, did that cross over into other spaces besides business and physical fitness? Did it also impact your life with women?
0: You know, it's funny. I always had pretty good luck with women from a young age. I was never like fearful to approach them or to go up to them and start a conversation. But I know that a lot of men definitely struggle with that. It's that fear of rejection. I think that when you've been rejected or felt at least that you've been rejected from a very primal place in terms of, you know, your childhood and these these men that are supposed to be your caregivers, when you feel and you get rejected at that level, and I'm not trying to bring this down and like totally like buzzkill this conversation, but I think that once you experience that, talking to somebody and just being comfortable you know, engaging with a woman, I think is not that big of a deal. Here's the other thing. I still would get, I guess, nervous talking to women from time to time, like going up to them, but internet dating helped that a lot. <laughs> it, it <laughs> because it's like, hey, yeah, it's a numbers game. You just throw enough.
2: Wait, haven't you been with your wife for a long time? Oh, yeah, yeah. When did you internet
0: date? <laughs> well, this is the interesting thing. When I signed up, I got a computer literally to internet date. This was back, I've been with my wife now. We've been married since five, six of seven. And then we were dated like four years before that. But I internet dated. I see you were in it. Yeah. And I was on like a lot. You guys don't remember this. Like a lava life.
2: I remember a lava life.
0: Man. Well, that's when like you had to buy like credits to talk to people. And then match.com back in the early days. I mean, I was internet dating when it was still really sketchy to actually say, yeah, I met her online. You know, you'd lie about it.
2: Right. You're dating on the internet why did you want an internet date?
0: Why did I want an internet date? Because it was easy. It was easy for me. It was, you can sit there and and date essentially in your underwear after work at night. And the fear of rejection also is much lower. I was never a bar guy. I never would go and just like hang out at a bar and, and feel comfortable in that space. And I think that one of the reasons for that is that I'm a smaller gentleman. I'm five foot six and a half. So I was never going to really stand out in a crowd. I felt like it was easier for me to sort of highlight my personality through email and interacting that way. And so it was a more comfortable thing for me. I don't like going to large groups or large environments because I'm short. And so everybody else is typically like pretty tall. And so you just basically see people's backs. And so...
2: Yeah, so you could win in that space. You could win in that space because you had the personality, right? And that would shine uh,
0: through. I don't know. I'm not sure. I never, I never really felt that comfortable going into bars. And, no, I meant online. Online. Oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, that yeah. Place. Yeah. yeah, online. I mean, that was super easy and, and the pressure is not there. And so what happens? Somebody that you don't know, you know, doesn't respond to an email or says, thanks, but no thanks, kid. You know, no big deal.
2: I think what I'm learning about you is that-
0: Fail of least resistance. <laughs> That's what you learned from me. No,
2: but I really think that your childhood taught you to say like, who gives a shit? that was the biggest lesson that you got from when you were younger, is that it doesn't matter. It cannot be as bad as it was in your household. So let's just make every opportunity great when I'm outside. Yeah, fuck That's it. That's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, my exactly. Was
0: fuck it, you know? And it was all these little like life failures from stepfathers to my business, going out of business and being bankrupt and driving a beer cart. Like, it, okay, I've been there. So now what? What are you going to take from me? And so once you experience and sort of that, Kind of low. It's everything's up. And what do you have to lose? The thing that I fear now, and this is for everybody listening, just think about this. What I fear now is just the fear of regret, right? I, reg- I don't want to regret things. I'd rather try it and fail than just regret never trying. And so for me, it's about, hey, let me try it. If it doesn't work, eh, that's all right. Next and move forward. And same thing goes for dating. You know, what's the worst thing that happens? She says, no, she's a boyfriend. Like, okay, you got to swing the bat though.
2: I love that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with Aaron Marino of Alpha M from YouTube.
1: Okay, I have to tell you guys about our new partner called Athletic Greens because it's now a product that I literally use every day. I start taking AG1 in the morning because I've for so long suffered with the worst bloating, horrible immune system. Like if I do more than two hours of work, actually, if I tape a podcast afterward, I feel sick. I feel run down. I feel hot, achy. Since I've been taking AG1, these symptoms have gone away. I feel full of energy. I'm, of course, obviously, like, always a little depressed, but, like, less depressed. I'm not super bloated. It's summertime. That's really important to me. It doesn't taste like a disgusting vitamin that you might get at a, like, hippy-dippy shop. It's something I actually look forward to taking. So what is it? It's one delicious scoop of AG1, And you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. Which I don't even know what that is, but it sounds awesome. And it starts your day right. So I incorporate it into my life as my morning drink because I can't drink caffeine. I get headaches when I drink caffeine. So this is my new thing. And the best part is it costs you less than $3 a day. If you're going to invest in your health, this is the best way to do it. It's cheaper than a cold brew, and it's going to make you feel a lot better in the long run than a cold brew. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash askwomen. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash women to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I bet you guys know what sponsor I'm going to talk about right now. And that's right. It's betonline.ag. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf for the nerds out there. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information: from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even
2: say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you listen to the Ask Woman podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle and that's flirting, or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag, but as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty, and you'll find out all about
1: it. So now that we're heading out of cuffing season, which is that season where women want the guy to keep them warm at night so they're a little bit more easygoing or flexible on who they'll date, you're going to need to step up your game. And part of stepping up your game is stepping up your banter game. So many times guys lose out on girls because they don't know how to be fun, witty, engaging, clever, while also being down to earth and creating a real connection. So if you don't want to lose out on the chick because you don't know how to communicate and you're just boring and flat, then take a couple banter sessions with me. I promise you, your dates will go through the roof. Not just because you're throwing them up there because you're so muscular, but the actual number count is going to go up, I promise. So go to kristenandchill.com, scroll down, click banter, and choose your package to get those banter skills in shape where this summer it's gonna be a lot easier for you to get the girl. And if you email me at kristenandchill.com, I may even send you a discount code so you can get these world-class skills at a discounted price. That's Kristenanchill.com.
2: All right, and we are back. I wanted to talk to you about whether or not you remember some of your tactics that you used when you were dating online back in the Lava Life days. Do you remember how you would engage women online? Like, did you apply this, I don't give a shit attitude, I'm going to say anything?
0: Oh, God, no, man, I am trying to think. And it's funny, I actually, for a little while, tried to help guys with my image consulting business, like teach guys like what to say in the subject line and try and be cute and let them know that, yes, I actually read your profile. I don't remember what my strategy was, Marnie. It was effective, (laughs) but I think it was a lack of competition back then. Now it's gotten so, so much more competitive, right?
2: Yeah. Now you have to go out in person to have like less people to compete with. No doubt. Yeah. Well, so how did you meet your wife? Did you meet her online? No, no. How did you meet her?
0: At a karaoke Mexican restaurant (laughs) that my friend owned. Actually, I saw her at the gym that we go to. We went to a gym. I noticed her. She never noticed me. She was out with a friend of mine, a mutual friend at a Mexican restaurant. It was the 5th of July. And we were out drinking all day. I mean, I was pretty drunk. And I went in and, and I'm a horrible singer. But I noticed her at the gym. I thought she was beautiful. And so I decided just to get up and sing Frank Sinatra, which is something that should not be done by me. No, horrible. And the best thing that happened were two women that were there said, hey, are you with him? And she said, yes. And so she kind of like cock blocked me a little bit in terms of... <laughs> oh, so she's been noticing
2: you as well, obviously. Uh, no, I
0: think it was just that night because I was flirting with her and talking and, and I had, you know, been drinking heavily. And so once again, it was the fear of, eh, let me just do this. And, and, and so, yeah, no, it wasn't a very glamorous story. Not my finest hour, but... No, but it worked, obviously. Yeah, it, it worked. It was magic, exactly.
2: Yeah. And then so did you ask her out that night or what happened?
0: It's a really long story. no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's like, I don't want to talk about any of this. It was a, yeah no. yeah, no, but it worked out well for you. Yeah. Yeah. How do you now? Cause you have children, right? No children. Oh, no children. Cat. I thought you no. had children. No, I have cats, four cats. Okay. I was gonna, okay. Yeah. then How do you pass this confidence advice onto your cats? But how would you pass the YouTube?
0: Through YouTube? Yeah. Through YouTube. I scratched my paternal itch through YouTube. And that was something that, you know, when I started posting YouTube videos, I had no idea that it was going to translate into a very fulfilling experience. I just thought I was going to be at first just talking about style and grooming and things of that nature. But then when I realized that there is this whole like nation of or world of, of young men that are looking for a positive role model and looking for some direction from a dude that's not their father, this was something that was very almost like not spiritual, but it was emotionally powerful for me. When I realized that I had the ability to really make a difference in some people's lives. And so that was something that that I started doing. And it sort of allowed me to get that or scratch that parental itch, honestly. And so I feel like a lot of these kids, I'm giving advice to younger brothers, to sons, to
2: Yeah, you're passing on your knowledge. Yeah. Absolutely. Passing
0: it on and just trying to, you know, my goal now. Is just to help guys feel good about themselves, whether or not I do that through style, through grooming, through dating advice, through whatever it is. I mean, if you feel great about yourself and you feel confident, as you know, everything in your life gets better. It transcends every aspect of your life, whether or not it's professional, personal. It's an amazing thing, but it's something you have to keep working at. And this is something else that I tell people is that, you know, confidence isn't like a destination. Like once you feel good about yourself, then you're there and game over. Congratulations. You need to continue to do the things that you did in order to feel good about yourself on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. For me, I say the first thing, if you're looking for one thing that's going to impact your confidence and and make you feel better about yourself, it is get into the gym, start exercising. It's the one thing that you can do that will immediately make you feel better about yourself. And so-
2: Yeah. Well, I was actually going to ask you, what are five things that you do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? What are things that you are continuously doing so that you can keep- your confidence level at a wonderful level.
0: All right, Marnie, here we go, ready? Exercise, I exercise every day, sometimes twice a day. That for me is what I have to do. The other thing is helping other people. What I have found for me is that one of the things that really fuels me and makes me feel better about myself is helping other people, making a difference in people's lives. Second thing, trying, like just having things that your goals that you're actually going after and attempting to achieve. I only have three, Marnie and Kristen. No, three is good. Kristen, I want to ask you,
2: what are the things that you are doing right now to build your confidence and to make yourself feel good? I know you said at the beginning of the show you're getting into landscaping. So, what
1: are some things? Yeah, you know, the audience may know, Aaron doesn't know, but I lost my mom five months ago unexpectedly. So, I'm in incredibly deep grief. So, what I'm doing right now is nothing to build my confidence and everything to just build the ability to stay on this earth, really, because it's such an intense process. But what I've been doing is stuff that I would not have done before. And I'm having this get up and go mentality that I did not have when my mother was on this earth, which I have a lot of guilt about. But this is what I'm doing to keep two feet on the ground so that I don't end up in the ground. I'm playing tennis. I'm going golfing. I'm landscaping. I'm planting flowers. And it, I never would do this shit before. I was cool laying on the couch, being cynical and like sending out stupid tweets. But now I can't exist in that way because I don't have the support and the love of my mother. So I need to now flip the switch. And so these things are obviously not things that I'm doing to build my confidence. However, I am seeing myself in a different light in the way that I'm living now because i have to i have no choice again do you know how much trauma i have to have gone through to golf you know how bad shit has <laughs> to be for me to be like yeah i want to get on one of those carts so it's not by choice but it is doing good things for me i think in the long run and again shifting it's the way that i'm seeing myself for you yeah like the other day i went to Dick's sporting goods to get golf clothes and tennis clothes and golf clubs and it's like it just kind of is bringing me to life in a sense so getting out and actually living can enhance your self-esteem.
0: Plus, golf clothes are cute too. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like not look like a
1: 50-year-old. There's old lady golf clothes and then there's like young girl golf clothes. So I'm trying not to go too old lady because then I don't want to look like I'm I'm actually really into it. You know, I'm trying to walk the border of nonchalant. Like, eh, I'm not super into it, but I'm kind of into it. No, but I think they're wonderful things that you're saying. Like both of you are saying to try, to
2: try and live, to try to be, to try to get involved. And that's the message that we're constantly saying on this podcast to the guys that listen. These are the things that are attractive to women, but more importantly, the things that build up who you are as a person and the and the man that you can convey to others and to
0: yourself. What about you, Marnie? Hold on, Marnie. Oh, what am I
2: doing? Okay. So I work out I'm very in line with you. I love helping people. Like that is my go-go juice. As soon as I help people with something, especially when it comes to business or things that I've been successful in that people are struggling with, as soon as I give advice, my energy levels just perk up. I come alive. That's why I started the Wing Girl Method. That's why I have a YouTube channel. That's why I continue to do those things because they feel so good. Working out... I try really hard every single day to say out loud five things that I have achieved. And that can be as simple as I put my pants on today. Like, see, I have pants on right now. That's a huge achievement for me living in the COVID era. Me too. Uh, Oh, Mm -hmm. there you go. Congratulations. (laughs) I mean, that's a big thing for anybody right now to be able to put pants on. I don't have pants on. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we invited you. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we were hoping for. I have three things that i do and those things keep me going but i'm the same as both of you i struggle with doubt i struggle with low confidence i struggle with not feeling like i'm doing enough so as much as we're talking about confidence i think it's really important to talk about the fact that there is lack of confidence in in confident people and that doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you less confident it makes you a human being who can have ups and downs as long as you can always bounce back and continue to push yourself you're going to be wonderful in the long run. So yeah, I think we did a good job of tackling the topic of confidence today. I think we had the perfect person on the show.
0: Kristen, you were about to say something. What were you going to say, Kristen? Oh, I was? I thought you looked like you were ready. She's going to make Marnie, fun of
1: me in some way. I was going to say, I'm going to go get another drink because I am oh. drinking though. Oh. Even
0: though I'm playing tennis. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs>
2: Kristen, I have to say, I'm very impressed with you.
0: The other thing I'd just like to say to those out there listening I think that one of the downsides to social media that is really hard to sort of wrap your brain around, at least it is for me, is that you don't have to do all the things that you think that you have to do. Like social media is great for certain things, but it's also really bad for other things. And for me, I have found that the more time I spend on social media, the less confident I feel because I feel like I am not as spectacular as everything else and everybody else that I see online.
1: And you have over half a million followers. So to put that in perspective yeah. for people that have forty-four followers, even if you get six hundred thousand followers, you still will not get your self-esteem from it. So no, go elsewhere. No,
0: yeah, no. Like the self-esteem for me is when I find I feel better about myself when I'm around people that I love, and when I'm doing things that matter to me. One of my rituals is I go for a walk in the woods. I've got a little mountain by my house and that's become like my part of my like therapy is just being outside and not looking at social media and just, you know, listening to music and walking and just being with myself. And so I would just like to say to people out there that if you're struggling with self esteem, do not look to other people on social media as your barometer of happiness or success. You've got to really find it within yourself. And when you do that, that's something that shines. It's not something that you can fake. It's not something that you can bullshit. The more in touch with yourself and what makes you happy and don't let other people's ideas or ideals of what success or happiness look like interfere with what yours is. I think that a lot of us live and do things for other people or what is expected of us as opposed to what's really true to who we are and and what we want to do as individuals and humans. And don't be afraid of emotion. That's the other thing that I just want to throw out there. This episode has kind of gone real, like sort of self-help emotional. Don't run from your emotions as a man. You know, one of the things that has benefited me personally is really getting in touch with things that are important to me in terms of my emotions and dealing with them and being okay to have conversations and hard conversations. If you've got bullshit from your past that is preventing you from being confident, preventing you from, from being happy, you got to deal with it because you carrying around this weight is never going to get better. And like I said earlier, we are collateral damage in other people's shit a lot of times, but it's about embracing it, understanding it, compartmentalizing it. It's not saying you're ever going to get over it, but just learning to deal with it and dealing with it in a manner that you can move yourself forward. Because until you do, you're never truly going to be happy or fulfilled or confident. And so that's just, I guess, the message I'd like to leave if I were to leave one with your listeners.
2: That's a really good message. I was just listening to Howard Stern the other day. He had Machine Gun Kelly on. And Howard Stern has been doing therapy for about 25 years. And he was talking to Machine Gun Kelly about how he had just started therapy because he had a whole bunch of like messed up Stuff happen in his life and he had said that that's been the biggest transformation for him because it just started recently and now he's like a big pusher for other people to do the same thing and howard Stern is a huge pusher for therapy he absolutely loves it and thinks that that's been a part of what's helped him transition into being much more mainstream and much more likable than he has been in the past
0: just like real quick and this isn't a sponsor or anything like this but you know there are online resources too like if you don't want to talk to your friends or your parents or your siblings or your peers about issues, there are online resources like BetterHelp. One of our sponsors. But they're one of my sponsors. Yeah, there's a link down below. No, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just such an advocate of dealing with your shit if you got it. And if there's an online resource, that's the thing. You know, online has made a lot of things that weren't necessarily accessible to everybody. And therapy is one of those things. They're great resources. But here's one more therapy sort of tidbit is if you try somebody and they're not right for you, don't think it's therapy. Just realize that it's that specific therapist that's not connecting or resonating with you. Sometimes, just like dating, you've got to try a few different ones before you find something that's right for you. And when you do, you're going to know it. And it's going to be possibly that third-party perspective and that tool that you can use in order to make yourself better, more confident, and more bold, as you guys said.
2: Yeah, yes. I love it. And that's a perfect place to end our show. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on to our show, teaching us about therapy, teaching about confidence and boldness, and sharing your history of who you are and why you are the man you are today. So thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? I know on YouTube, but you have other businesses. I'd love for you to Plug them. Teach Hanley is one of the ones that sponsors my YouTube
0: videos. I do. I do. I do. Yep. Pete and Pedro, Tish Hanley, Enemy.com, Enemy Sunglasses. And just go to YouTube and search Alpha M and you will unfortunately run into me more than you need. Bill no longer <laughs>
2: so. just a fitness trainer. That's pretty impressive for a guy who was at the very bottom with a failed business to be able to now have four slash five businesses. Six. That's pretty impressive. And Kristen, where do people find you if they want to learn to garden and play tennis and golf? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hiding behind one of Aaron's businesses, <laughs> creeping, waiting for him to come out to me and say <laughs> hi. <laughs> Kristenandchill.com. Hit me up there. And the thing is about confidence, just to mention about banter, because I teach guys how to talk to girls. It really comes down to practice. Confidence comes from practice. So if you do something over and over and over... You become a pro at something, there's nothing more attractive than knowing your shit. And when you have that, you have a glow about you. So practice, I just wanted to add that in there. Yeah. Uh, so if you need practice talking to girls,
2: go to Chill.com. I love it. And if you want to find out how to attract women, go to wingirlmethod.com. New episodes of the Ask Men podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please do not go and download each individual episode. Just subscribe. You don't want to waste time downloading each individual episode because you could be out there building your confidence, practicing how to talk to women and doing all the other things we've discussed on this show. You guys are awesome. We will see you next week.